I think we're gonna go ahead and start this Frostside chat, though. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream of post-session discussion. We talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 88. 88! So if you have not watched that session yet, please go do that now, because there will be spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric, and joining me, we have Val Robbins player, Chris. Hello! Edmunds player, Raymond. Hello. Made it through the second level of the Spire of Ariel Arthas. Oh, yeah. Which was paced very well, and uh, we ended it exactly where I pretty much wanted to. Um, yeah. I debated endlessly on whether or not to do a long rest um, situation and, and, and a level up as well, all the way up until like oh. today on Friday to whether I was going to um, be okay with that. And ultimately, I think I am. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, if you hadn't suggested, I was going to argue for it because I, yeah. I, like, I, I'm, I mean, not, not that I'm like low on. I had like three level ones and two level twos, but I was out of all my high level spell slots and I was dying. I, yeah. I had no, like, yeah. You know, I, I think it's, I think there's an argument for both ways, but I, I think that our group, it would work better if you treat it more kind of like that JRPG balance system yeah. where it's like, hey, we made it through. Now give us, let us be at full strength again for this final yeah, boss fight. If you're going into like a final area. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would argue that's not necessarily the way D and D is normally paced, which I I don't. They want you to be weaker going into the boss yes, fight. Yes, which I don't necessarily like either. I, I don't I don't like yeah. the whole like oh we expect you to manage your resources the entire time. I actually like games that just let me do my things all the time and have fun with it. Yeah. So that's yeah. a whole argument about the D and D system in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, normally it's it's that is the dungeon crawl. You're supposed to manage your resources up until the end, and then you like oh you're rewarded for saving that stuff. But fuck that. I think it's more uh, yeah. interesting in this case. Um, and as I teased, uh, you know, Irialarthus just unlocks access to the Mythalar, and you know you've still got some shit to go right. there, so it may not yeah. be the, the final, final thing. But mm-hmm. uh, the pacing worked very well because we got through this level. Uh, so, start at the beginning, we had the... Uh, you got to speak to Irialarthus, maybe. We're not sure. Yeah, can't speak too or, much about that. It, 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 to, to me, it's. It, I mean, we already talked about it in, the, in the session, but it seemed like the iRobot thing, where it's like it's him, but it's like pre-recorded him. You know, it, yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have the full. It was supposed to be a strange, uh, yeah, situation for sure. Um, and then I, I added a little bit of a trap where the things overload and and shoot you all because that was for funsies. Just, just some damage, to, yeah. <laughs> just for fun, yeah. Soften everybody up. The vertical yeah. shaft thing was funny as hell because. It's it's so funny the way the DM looks at danger things, be like, oh, this would be a dangerous situation, and then something is like, okay, and then they have to get through this, and then and then the session is like, oh yeah, they actually spent a long time trying to get up uh, the shaft. Get up the shaft, yeah. <laughs> My biggest, I'm actually really thrilled with the way that whole scenario played out. I thought it worked beautifully. My biggest fear was. I debated on, okay, as soon as somebody goes up there, do I immediately put them in initiative order mm. or do I give them the chance to pull back and thus do it out of and, and try to do all the shaft stuff maybe out of combat? Thankfully, it worked out really well. We, it, it added to the tension of having oh, everybody trying to get up there. Because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really, even though it, it kind of, you know, like, I mean, it's like, oh, I can only get this far. Like, I kind of felt bad about that situation. But for the most part, you guys still showed off a lot of your moves and had some interesting, uh, it, it almost turned into a puzzle. Like, how do we get, uh, yeah, you know, to this 
area with this kind of weird five foot tunnel right. vertical to get through, and it actually ended up being a, kind of an interesting uh, environmental. We used hazard. So many resources yeah. on the damn shaft. It was it was like. <laughs> Yeah, I used at least two spells, and one of them being a like a sixth level. The spell yeah, shot. I thought that was really clever though, using right. the using the fist to actually get you through <laughs> there. Right. Aside from all the hilarious jokes, um, right. that that was a really clever use of it. And then I've been using used at least two two level two, two spells, yeah. two reduces the enlarge reduce oh. spell. Hardly it gets to reduce, uh, in especially during combat, technically. Which right, I, I were I, yeah to get the creatures up there, which was pretty clever. Yep. So yeah, my, my worry was um, somebody would go up there and then they would just like, okay, I'm going to go back down and we'll figure this out. Because I had it in my notes that the swords were not going to follow down the tunnel. Uh, so I was thinking, oh, somebody could just pull back and then they figure out the whole tunnel thing like out of combat. And then it may be still interesting, but it's less of a tension combat situation. Which For, could have happened still, like like yes. Frey, if if Frey wasn't Frey, Frey could Frey could have <laughs> Thankfully, back she the was hole. the first one up, yeah. and I know she's gonna stick around and fight. Right. Yeah. If it had been me going up first, I'd have, I absolutely would have come back down the hole. Like, all right, I'm I can't fight two magical swords. Yeah. And all of oh, that well. is as I didn't change a damn thing. Really? That entire situation was from the book, and I liked it, and I looked at the stats of the swords, and I was like, holy shit, I don't have to change, I don't have to scale this up at all, because these things are hit like a fucking truck. That, that crit thing is crazy. It's crazy. They, so, 18, 19, 20? Right, I think I've explained it before, because you guys did fight those before, but they, yeah, I have to look at it, because Roll20 doesn't have a way of doing that, but if they roll an 18, 19, or 20, so they have a three times chance to crit, and if they crit, they do three times damage instead of two times damage. It would have been a little depressing if we had kept Valin with us through this entire fucking campaign. And then she just got beheaded by some I one know. sword. Yeah. That was a good use of silvery bars because I was definitely prepared to yeah. kill her off. <laughs> I mean I mean yeah, you had, what would you what, you would have had no recourse. It would have right. been like, you know, ninety damage or something. I don't know what that would have been. But. Right. And, and thankfully I well, I think we determined the average was like well, what is the average? So it's twelve, twelve D twelve. I just remember that he did like thirty to her. Yeah, he's non-credit. I was like, okay, if it's three times that, you know. I think it would have been. Yeah, you're right. I think it would have been pretty close. Um, thankfully, you have another wizard, <laughs> so it wouldn't have completely fucked things over. Yeah. But yeah, I was prepared to do that. But good use of silvery bars for sure. Uh, yeah, I just I love that. I love that encounter, and then it has this permanent wall of force dome, which is a another environmental hazard you have to deal with. And the swords specifically have a bullshit ability that lets them go through. Kind of like oh. intangible, yeah. They can just okay. kind of go through things, yeah. Which um, means they're stronger because if they're in melee with somebody, they get to essentially double attack because they can do the reaction attack. So it's oh right, it's 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 it's, it's such a well designed combat plus environmental hazard, taking advantage yeah. of the creature, being able to take advantage of the of the area. Right. There's right. also that crystal there that. Um, uh, which, you know, I, I made sure to spell out and put on the map so you guys could see, like, okay, there's NU correctly deduced, here's how to do it. Also, if somebody had used a sound-based attack, even within the dome, that would have dislodged the crystal. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like Shatter, or, I don't know. Or Thunder Wave, I think, is, is the big yeah. one. Yeah, if you had thought to use something like that. Any, any kind of thunder damage or, or, or item. I don't know if you have an item that does some kind of big sound thing. Um, that would have... It doesn't... Um, 
what it does is it kind of like jolts it so it turns off for i think it's supposed to be like 1d6 rounds but i probably would have said like a round it goes down to allow people to scatter or something (laughs) nice but i you know all praise to the book because honestly i just thought that was when i read it it seemed really like a cool encounter and then when I executed it, it, it also, I think, went yeah, really well. it worked out it, well. It, yeah. it, it worked out really well, yeah. Because... It's, a, it's a very odd combination of settings. Like It's like, it's like and I, I guess, it's just, I guess it's, it's just kind of to its credit is well-designed because it's like such specific things that lead you to that point, right? Like the shaft that's 30 feet above the ground, so you can't just, like, you know, jump and get to it. You have yeah. to somehow get to it. Then the 50-foot shaft that you have to somehow escalate to. And then there's a dome and over a it. Dome, and, then yeah. there's, and then there's swords that can come into the yeah. dome, but you can't leave the dome. It's very, it's very deliberate. Each yeah. thing, each each piece of that, that puzzle. I, I will say, I think I added the damage from the ice as an, oh, yeah. as an extra effect. Because it did mention, it, it weirdly mentioned in the book that, hey, when the dome goes down, all the ice comes down. I guess it was just this flavor text, though, and I added it to be like, all right, I'm going to look up the Ice Storm spell there and do, go. like, a weaker version of that and make it so everybody has to make a deck save and, and yeah. deal with that. Because I've been teasing the fact that it's you? got like, this ice, you know, encasing it. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't meant to be, like, a big damage thing, but just kind of a minor little uh, trap on top of it. Right. Nice. Yeah, um, that, it was painful. Yeah. Was painful. <laughs> there was another trap that I eliminated... Um, and I, and I kind of replaced it with the 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 lasers attacking, uh, being overloaded and attacking all of you. In the hallway, after you open that door, um, and you there's a little brief hallway, and then there's the eight doors in front of you, there's a petrification trap in that hallway. There's no warning for it. It's a high DC, and you can absolutely get turned into a fucking statue. It is bananas. I read that, and I was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> No way we're like doing that. Everybody could just get turned into a statue. No, I, just... I think it only goes off three times, maybe or something. Okay. And, and the statue thing, you get like three saves against it. So I mean, it has to, a lot of things have to happen before it actually affects somebody. But it just felt like such a fuck you thing when you've already got all these other things to do, and there's no warning about it. There's no I, I, all the others felt like it was. I don't know. It just it, just felt, it didn't fit thematically either. It's like why would they want to turn right. people into statues in this hallway, <laughs> like as a deterrent? Like yeah. So I I just I just got rid of it. I just nuked it because I didn't like it. Yep. Um and I think and it worked well for pacings. We had that big fight. Uh so we got to do the laser trap. We had that fu- that cool fight with the shaft and the dome and all that and the swords. Mm-hmm. And then we had kind of a little bit of a social puzzle situation with the uh the doors and the names and it's a fun way of yeah. saying, "Hey, the stuff that you learned kind of matters now." Right. In terms of the information and Obviously, I'm not the kind of DM that's like, oh, if you don't remember, then you don't know it. It's like this would be like right. in your journal entries in a video game or something. Yeah. Or I mean, even it yeah. would be more than that. It'd be like you come up to the door and it would be like a prompt if you know that information that you already can say it. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that's a function of like, yeah, like, at least the time dilation of like, okay, this happens to us two days ago in the game. Right. Yeah. Even but it like, was four months ago. Yes. <laughs> yep. Very true. <laughs> um, And you guys, I knew you, you knew most of them. Um, and then I, I loved you trying to get that information out of Cat, which I did. Um, I didn't have it in my notes, but I, I thought that was a thing that somebody would try to do. Is basically ask Catavix, and initially he was going to be very like, "Oh, and of course he's not remembering." But if somebody were to do something, you know, come up with a way of coaxing it out of him, I was going to be receptive to that. Okay. Um, as written, it, it works. 
I change an important thing. Basically, as long as you know one name, you open the door and like everybody just says the name, you can all file through one door. And I thought, well, that's kind of anticlimactic. Oh, so you just need to right. know one and everybody can use know one. Yeah, you'd obviously probably know one by then. So you can just obviously all file through that one hallway. So I changed it, uh, which I thankfully explained through Katavix. Like everybody can only use one door because there's a bunch of doors here. Like, and there's going to be cool players like that just makes sense. Yeah. And so you do have to actually have a bunch of the names. Um, it's all the darkness is always there, and I liked playing up the creepy void thing about going through this creepy thing. If you don't say the name, um, it spawns a barbed devil in the darkness that attacks you. Now it doesn't say. I kind of played around with the fact that the darkness is like this infinite void. And you have to run through it. And I didn't even know in my head how long it was because you know the VTT map only has it like two squares or something, and right. I had even add like the little black. Tra- so it wasn't really set up for that. So I just kind of was going to adjudicate, okay, well, I don't even know if I'm going to put anybody in combat for this. because, And the reason it's a barbed devil is because their ability is they have devil's sight. They can see through magical darkness. And it is magical darkness. Even if Thimbleweed cast daylight, it would not work. It literally... Oh, I see. Nothing works except for like the Warlock Pact that's like devil's sight or something that you can see through right. magical darkness specifically. So I was going to play it up like a horror movie where you literally could not see anything happening. You would not be able to attack this thing. It would be able to do its attacks on you. And I was going to say, maybe I'll just have it, a, like, treat it like a trap almost. Yeah, yeah. And basically you're just running it's forward. It's not like anyone's going to stand there and try to fight it. Correct. Like, at that point. like you're trying to get, make it through the hallway. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I was like, I'm probably not even going to put them in combat. Instead, we'll just, I'll use the stat block and just have that affect them. And I was trying to yeah. come up with, like, how many attacks would it get, how many rounds, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, maybe it goes through, like, two or three rounds, but it gets triple attack each time. Um, but then you had the Pegasus go through. I was like, oh, the Pegasus got, like, a million fucking speed. So what does that look like? So I had the initial one be the melee attack, and then the second time he's got his really long range, he just like throws firebolts, I think. Okay. So that was the idea is he did triple attacks or marbles or marbly floop and then did the throw the fireballs. So it's not really Okay. That one I probably could have scaled up and made it scarier and maybe had like multiple devils and things, but ultimately it was just supposed to be like a fun little horror room thing that right, I didn't yeah. want to make it be too complicated and, and didn't really want to probably turn it into a full fight. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, um, and that's one of the situations where the threat of danger is more important than the danger itself. Mm. It's like saying you need to figure this out, you need to not go through these doors if you don't know the name, was more important than what actually happens if you go through the door without the name. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, you don't know what's like, gonna happen, but you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do like that the first one was like an NPC that just went through this void, and you like don't know, and I'm not gonna describe it because you don't see what he the saw. Chat- the chat, and Demix is saying this now too, but the chat was was going crazy with that, talking about how technically Valravan and Marbury can telepathically communicate within a mile of each other. Oh. So what Marbury could just be just screaming, screaming. at <laughs> about the pain he's in while he's going through this hallway. Oh no. Yeah, just the horror. Like, things are yep. attacking me. Yeah. Yeah, and I could have probably played it up as like maybe multiple things are attacking or something's going on and really done some crazy stuff with it, but... I ultimately, I left it as the same it kind of creature. Like, it seemed like, well, instead of doing that, it was replaced with us, like, as as players, having to, like, putting the time in to figure out how to avoid it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, we, yeah. we were, like, you know, trying to figure out the names, and we're getting them in order, and we were figuring out who's going to what door. Yeah, so and... I, you're right. I appreciated it turning into more of a, a puzzle uh, situation versus any kind of, like, brute force, like, oh, I got to run this, like, devil right. encounter now multiple yeah. times. Yep. 
Yep, and then we get to the boss door chamber, essentially, which is very fancy looking. Um, which doesn't take anything to really unlock. You already have the wizards. And then the library, which get, we got some um, last-minute loot, including a hilariously powerful... Is Legendary. That from, is that from the book? Too? Yes, it is. Okay. It's from the book, and it's that, designed that to be like, there. It, it, it didn't seem like your type of item. I was like, no. all right, this feels this feels book uh, to me. It's crazy, and, and I love that everybody was just like already contemplating like things to do with it, and and it's it's out of my hands. Like I, you know, I'm excited and terrified. Um, but I have, yep, you that was that was does, in my does notes. The book, does the book give any context on it, or like intention for it, or is it just like, hey, yeah, no, we're putting a nuke in this in this in this room and uh yeah i know it. it does not i <laughs> i will say one thing already about it as written in the book it says you have to be able to see the sky to cast it ah and i took that line out okay yeah because otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to use it in this campaign <laughs> right you're right yeah. you're underground so you're, you're in a under a glacier so yep because obviously why give the players something they're not going to use yeah. Um, I had it in my notes that no matter what you rolled, you would find that scroll. That was always going to be something you found. Um, any of the extra bonus spells you got to roll on that table was due to the check you made. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, got some good ones. Fear. What was the other one? Fear and blindness. Deafness. Blindness. I think. Oh, that could be. That could be. Uh, you cool probably thing. have a shit ton of scrolls right now. I do. I like ten of them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, it, it's an easy loot item, and where else would you find so many scrolls than an ancient city right? that you've got ancient like a library person. and like a bureaucratic you know offices and all these like it's like oh the the scroll loot table is like perfect for all this shit. Yep. Uh, did you make a decision on leveling up out of session? Not yet. Um, they are leveling up. I have not made a decision if they're going to do it actually during. So my big, one of my big worries about letting you guys level up is because we always spend the next session leveling up. That's you know a big mm -hmm. part of it, and we take time going through all the abilities. Like, and I'm nervous. I'm nervous about cutting into uh, the time of the next session. Oh, just making sure okay. I have enough time to pull. You know, any kind of big set piece thing happening. It. it I just expect it to take a while, so I am nervous about. Um, but maybe we can get through it. We'll just go quickly with the levels. I don't know. But I, I yeah. hate to, I hate to change the rule right at the last finish line where it's like, all right, right you guys level up right. off screen and we'll come back into it. So I think yeah. we'll still level up, but hopefully we can get through it um, at a decent time, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we just need to start earlier. <laughs> Somehow. Tell, tell our children that. I don't know. kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking kids, man. Hey, kids, we got an important level coming up. We need you all to go to bed on time. Absolute pain in the asses. All of them. Um, yep, otherwise you found the door to the Mythalar, which is literally yeah. just meant to be like, hey, this is locked, defeat the boss first, and then you can right, fast right. travel to where you need to go. <laughs> yep. And the balcony's and, kind and of a that, fun that, thing. And, and it also did remind me of, like, the, the uh, you know, the video game, you know, make sure you've done everything you need to do before you go. Right, this is like door. the point of no return, and, <laughs> yeah, like return, an, yeah. an open world game, yeah. Yep. This, this would definitely be <laughs> that point for sure. Yeah. Things will happen very quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could, Jason. Yeah, everyone level between. That's that's the debate we're making. Like, we've literally never done that before in any of our games, so it'd feel well, very weird. I, I don't. 
I don't know what takes us so long because we all make the decisions beforehand. It's not like it's not like we're sitting there staring at our character sheets and going like, oh, what do I, what spell do I want to take or yeah. what ability do I want to use? We it all did, know we've all made we the do. decision. I guess I guess we're just talking about. We're, we're just kind of talking, yeah. Yeah, just kinda, we, we roll the hit points. We talk know. about the the level, the abilities. Maybe we talk about the abilities some more and look up the spells, and it, it just it ends and up. Honestly, I think it would be kind of a bummer to take that part out of it because yeah. like, then like I don't know. I wouldn't know what the other four of my teammates did as their level up, and you know, we. I guess, we, we, I guess I'd learn during the yeah. fight, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, we don't level up during the Patreon D and D games, and partially it's because players may be leveling up at different times because they're mm. we're rotating. Um, and it's it's advantages and disadvantages, right? The advantages it doesn't take a part of the stream, uh, the session. You just yeah, you know, jump right in. The disadvantages, yeah, people bust out like spells or abilities that I'm not familiar with. Right. Uh, like, wait, you have this? Where, when did you get this? Like, yeah. oh, I open, I got it. Right. So I, I'll I'll probably let everybody level up. Uh, I think we'll keep it like we're doing. I don't want to change it at the fourth at the eleventh hour. Uh, we'll, we'll let everybody level up, but hopefully we can just get through it rather quickly, and um, mm-hmm. we'll we'll jump right in and, and maybe do an extra long session, or maybe not. I don't know how long it'll it'll take. I just I just presume yeah. all these big set piece climaxes. Uh, you know, you want to have as much time as you can. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything? Yeah, a level eight spell. Oh my that's goodness! That's cr- crazy. It is crazy, man. Uh, yeah. So this was not necessarily in my pacing notes. I, I thought like you would level up maybe during uh, uh, during Etherin, and then the only other time would be like right before the end, and that's what we ended up doing. We ended up leveling up halfway through Etherin, and then kind of right before yeah. the end. So went through all my uh, level up milestones, and it worked out pretty well because I think. All of them were like maybe six or seven sessions long for almost every single level. We had one that was like four sessions, and then maybe there was one earlier that was like, you know, eight sessions. But like average, it felt a lot better pacing-wise yeah. than Tomb did, for example. But we also made it to 15 in this one, so that, yeah, that's the consequence. I'm not sure if I necessarily want to have a draw a 5e campaign that was designed to get to 11 all the way to 15 again. And right. that would take two full years. That's, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's big, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. big. Uh, yeah, and I do think everybody likes to, everybody likes to level up episodes. Mm. All right, anything else about session eighty-eight? As we get into, uh, I keep saying we're in the end game now for every major milestone, but <laughs> we are literally. You're going to see that prompt come up and say, "This is the point of yes. no return." <laughs> so complete all your all the side quests. Complete all your side quests. <laughs> Yeah, which I don't think there's been any since we got into Etherin, other than because yeah, yeah. getting the Arcane Octave was technically a main quest. So, right. I mean, I guess we, we side quest wise, we've we've done a few in Etherin, which is like visit this this location and this location that we don't have to, but looked cool. Like That's... going to the going to the stadium was a side quest. Like we didn't need to go there. You. Right. Yes, I, it wasn't really a quest to go do that, but yes. Um, yeah. Fun fact. Had you, which I will go ahead and reveal it now, um, had you gone to the Tower of Evocation, you would have realized that you do need the trophy from the Chain Lightning Stadium to really? to get uh, to complete it. Oh, okay. But canonically, maybe you don't because the you were able to get the information anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's that was a cool way of talking. Evocation is one of the ones that, that we got from the devil. Yeah, the and that, that was that's from Expanded Towers of Ethereum, by the way. He, uh, Dan Con oh, added okay. that uh, as a cool way of tying that into one of the other locations, which I did like gotcha. that. But, 
So yeah. it's it's at the time you guys got the trophy. I was like, oh, they've got the trophy. They'll be able to do this. And then later on, as we did more of the map and stuff, I realized like, oh, we're probably we're not, not going to be do actually one. doing the tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that will do it for this Frostside Chat Session 88. Thank you to Chris and Raymond for joining me. Thank you to the wonderful fans for watching. And we'll see you next week for just almost the final countdown. More soundboard, soundboard shenanigans. That's Oh, by the way, by the way, thank you. Um, I have the ability to upload custom sounds, I think. You do. In fact, it says that there's, there's literally an add sound button. When I hover over it, it says that you don't have permission to upload sounds. To this so, one. and I will say something on the disc, or hopefully I'll remember to say something on the discord. If any of you watching want to record something from our shows, uh, a funny clip or a, a line somebody said that is, uh, I'll have to look and see what the format is. Let me let me go ahead and look at that. Uh, up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I'm about to replace mm -hmm. our webcams for a second. Um, it has to be MP3, 512 kilobyte max, and up to five seconds, is what it says. Oh, it's pretty short. Okay. If you do that and and want to uh, send it to me, probably using a you know public Google Drive system or something, um, then I can add that to our soundboard and we can use that which would be pretty freaking amazing so uh or or if you want to point out something and maybe i can try to make it uh as well i can try to extract the audio and, and work on that i'm not terribly tech savvy as some of you but i think that would be awesome to use like lines and phrases and, and or maybe even like sounds and things that we've used that i can add to the soundboard like a freaking like radio show would be so just uh, an addendum there we can start working on that of course we're already at the end of the campaign so this will probably be for uh future stuff but <laughs> what, what a cool tool this is going to be i i think yeah. we're gonna have some fun with it all right that will do it for us have a good one later folks